Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard times. That's hard time. Hello. Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm, I'm Isa. Okay, I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Zach. <laughs> and uh, we have two very special guests uh, from the hard times, uh, Matt and Mark. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I would say that we have one very special guest and one moderately special guest. Uh, As the moderately ooh. special guest, I will co-sign <laughs> I was going to say I'm excited to find out which one is which. <laughs> no, I know my role. Mark is the sexy <laughs> devil with the pervy cop mustache, and I'm the mysterious <laughs> young man who can't get his video to work. <laughs> Coming in there live. Yeah, that is a the good Genuine Wrestle Boys. Let me tell you something. It is a good cop mustache. I'm a hugger. <laughs> oh, oh no. nice. Hugger section. No, I'm not. I had to stop going to wrestling. and I'm from the Bay Area. I had to stop going to live events because it was getting ruined by people in Bailey t-shirts. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. It's a fine line of who can, who can pull those bad boys off. Too much crying, dude. Just trying to watch wrestling. Yeah. You guys are fucking yeah. crying. That she's <laughs> Bailey's finally getting her shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then she loses. Oh. It does. I wish, uh, um, I wish right. Nia Jax oh. would break her face. Come on. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where did your guys' like, wrestling fandom start? You go ahead, Mark. I'll go. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Uh, as the special guest, I'm going to defer to you every time on these maps. But no, thanks, guys. Thank you, Mark Roebuck here. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I was... Born in 1984, so I was just the right age in the early 90s to get swept up in uh, Hulkamania, and 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 it's it. it uh, then really, I was I was really amazed when the Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan. I remember that was where it like a few things about that cemented it. First of all, it just seemed so impossible in my brain. So the fact that it happened, I thought was awesome. And also, I remember my dad showing me that because this was like obviously before like the network, and you had to wait a long time to get it on video. Uh, he showed it to me in the newspaper, and I was just like, whoa, like. I'm not it wrong. It was in your paper? It was in, like, the local the, the local newspaper in, like, the sports section. It was just such a big deal that he beat Hulk Hogan. And I was like, wow. So, like, I'm right. This is, like, really important. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was me, too. I was big into Ultimate Warrior. So mm -hmm. that, was, right. that was the and time. I, I know it's easy to go back and be like, oh, yeah, his matches are eight seconds because he couldn't, you know, he, he couldn't really work as well as others. I know all that, but I sure didn't at the time. You know what I mean? That was All right, that Mark. That was amazing. a moderately interesting Hulk Hogan story. I'm going to blow okay. you out of the fuck. This is why I go right first. Here. This is why I go I, first on these things. I got the chance to interview Hulk Hogan one on one for thirty minutes one time. I was reporting. Whoa. I was reporting on WrestleMania for SF Weekly. It was in town, and um, I had a conversation with Daniel Bryan uh, for the story wow. that I was working on. And he told me too much. I've been watching him since uh, he was, 
you know, on the indie circuit. I saw his last match in PWG, and I was talking to him all about that, and he felt really comfortable. He started talking to me about his injury status. Afterwards, the vice president of communications of the WWE came up to me and said, Daniel obviously felt really comfortable with you and shared too much information. We're a publicly traded company. I really would appreciate if you didn't uh, write that in your paper. If you don't, I'll give you a 30-minute interview with Hulk Hogan. And I said, oh, damn. you got yourself a goddamn deal. <laughs> That's not a bad deal at all. No. Oh, and uh, was this, this was uh... free N-word Hulk Hogan. So, um, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No baggage, just a good time. Just a good <laughs> no hang. No baggage, just a good time. <laughs> I asked him about uh, his, um, his band, Hot Hulk Hogan skin? and the Wrestling Boot Band. Do you guys ever hear that one? <laughs> No. Oh, yeah. No. I, I have not. In the the 80s, Rock and Wrestling Connection is the best. In the <laughs> 80s, a lot of wrestlers were just recording albums. Sergeant Slaughter had one, and Hulk Hogan had one, the wrestling boot band. Hogan actually started, uh, like, some of his first entertainment shit was he was playing bass in Florida in, like, uh, little bar shows. And, wow. Uh, so I interviewed him all about that, and uh, it, it went up on Noisy. So if you're interested, you can go read that article. It was one of the highlights of my life, hanging out with Hulk Hogan. Halfway through yeah. the interview, I asked him some questions, and Jimmy Hart jumped in. And he's like, Hogan, baby, Hogan, no, let me tell you something. Because Hogan was like misremembering it because he was all coked out. Um, <laughs> it was a hell of a time. Yeah, one of the, yeah, with the 80s wrestling and like weird music connection, it's like, uh, what's his name? Simon Cowell from American Idol produced like WrestleMania the album. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. So just really quickly, hey, Mark, try to top that. Huh? Oh, uh, well, uh, you see, when I was a young boy, I rented Suburban Commando. Have you have you heard of this picture? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of Let course. me tell you. No, I can't do it. Come on. Come what on. Was the, uh, what was the Hogan movie where he was on the boat? High Noon at Mega Mountain? No. The, he had the, the whole TV Tropic show for movie. Was it Tropic? Uh... A Thunder in Paradise was Thunder the TV show. Paradise Thunder in Paradise, Oh, with baby. his boat? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I had that on VHS. <laughs> oh, that was like, I'd watched Monday Night Raw... Watch Thunder in Paradise to watch the Nitro like, replay. <laughs> that was my Mondays growing yeah. up. Yeah, and then you'd watch Mr. Nanny to go to bed. Of course. Dude, yeah. I remember I was so into the Three Ninjas movie franchise. Yeah. And when it was like, dude, Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountains coming out, and Hulk Hogan's in it, I was like, there's no way this Ooh. is gonna be the best fucking movie. <laughs> Huge. And at the time, it was at the time it was like one of the first movies I ever saw where I was like, oh, movies can be kind of like a bummer. <laughs> like, it can yeah. kind of let you down. That's a crappy moment. That was Tur Ninja Turtles three for me. Was that one? In the movie. Yeah. Where I was like so on board with everything Ninja Turtles, and it was like, wait, oh, it can like suck. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, all right. Okay. Yeah. See that every wrestling fan, every wrestling fan has to go through some period in their in their life where they learn that wrestlers and movies is not always a good thing. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. funny when not you it. really see how like this whole wrestling business stacks up to like the rest of show business. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, got it. Small little shadow. Okay. Yeah. No problem. You know, it's like once in a while you you get a rock. Maybe. What are you, you know? talking about yeah. man? Longest running uh, weekly episodic. TV show. Oh, I'm not. I'm not knocking it, but uh, you know, the, have you seen the Marine Five, Matt? I bet you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Or the Marine Two with Ted DiBiase Jr. <laughs> My friends and I were lined yeah. up around the fucking theater to see Marine Five. Who's in that? Is that Randy Orton in that one? John Cena's not even in it, right? It's the, no, it's the it's the Miz. He's he's no, like the Miz. That's the Becky Lynch one, right? Yeah, That's six. And, and, and That's six. Shawn Michaels is in it, or yeah, maybe they're up to six now. My, yeah, I forget, but Miz has been holding it down for a second as the Marine. Right? Here's but, how yeah. I know. I think as number three. 
Here's how I know that those movies are not popular. It's not even popular enough that they replaced a male character with a female character, and there was a Twitter war about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one even knows. <laughs> oh, if they it made all that, went under the radar. Yeah, if exactly. They, <laughs> if they made that most recent one again, like if they had held off just a little bit, like, man, they would have given Becky Lynch such a bigger part. She really looks like she's like third or fourth build down that, you know, but mm-hmm. like... You do the Marine Seven. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a Becky Lynch. I don't know if she she might di- she might die in the last. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I believe she was the villain. So oh, yeah. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, oh really? Know that. Okay. Right. Now we're with the real Raw. fans. These There's guys ads. are talking about Fuck the storylines yeah. going on in Marine Five. <laughs> no, they got a they got a yeah. Scorpion King that shit and get Becky, you know, get Becky the torch. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. What, uh, <laughs> this is a question I like to ask people. What, if you could have your entrance music, what would, what would you choose if you were a wrestler? Ass man, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no, like any song. Oh, you yeah, can still take ass man. Yeah. Cause I'm an ass man. <laughs> I just <laughs> Billy Gunn, baby. I saw him at New Japan, uh, in Long Beach, uh, a little while back. And, uh. It was so funny. The New Japan guys are like, whenever they book in the U.S., like the American fans want to see Billy Gunn or like some weird old <laughs> white guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Billy Gunn's at the main event. I'm there to see all the fucking New Japan against Tanahashi, which was yeah. the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the classic. Thirty years in the making. I love it when they book shit like that. Just because the both the guys have been wrestling for a long time, it does not mean it's thirty years in the making. Like, yeah, oh, a true dream match. It's like, okay, I guess. I remember there's like there's even a spot where like Tanahashi pulled Gun's trunks down. Yeah, yeah, that's what everyone wants to see. There, baby. Those, those, uh, those buns were tanned and ready to go. That was a uh, Sting versus Triple H. They're like thirty years in the making. Not really, dude. Like, <laughs> no, I was looking forward to that. At WrestleMania, like Undertaker's that? right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what, that was thirty years in the making. <laughs> uh, oh, for me, for song, I think a solid choose. Do you know what? I don't know about a specific song, but I would just want it to be like an I, like I think it sounds even if it's a bad song, doesn't it sound so much better when it's like an actual band and not just like a a, a, a looping riff? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, the oh, CFO's yeah. like looping like just, song that they do. Even some wrestlers that I absolutely love, but like you just look at like whether it's like Kevin Owens or like Dean Ambrose and all like they're all just so like. If you had to describe them to someone, this yeah, it kind of goes or some variation on that. I get so bored of all that. Like I love like hmm. even though Randy Orton's song is like super <laughs> like not good music. I, yeah. I think I'd sound it's on still like a higher level. It's like got like a B minus compared to everything else's C plus. You know, just because it's like well, it's like a real song. So yeah, yeah. it was like craftsmanship. At least it's a song. It. That like would be Baron my Corbin thing. Like, I want it to just be a real song. Can it be a real song, please? I'm sorry. Yeah. I will oh, not yeah. stand by on this podcast if we're talking shit about the music that Jimmy Hart writes. Uh, he plays <laughs> fucking Gentry's. Okay. Yeah, the guy knows true. what he's doing. I don't. Yeah. He <laughs> wrote, but he wrote he wrote Billy Kidman's song, and we went back and revisited. Jim Johnston. Oh, that, that was Jim Johnston who wrote that one? I yeah. thought that. Oh, okay. Was Jim All right. Johnston never mind. All right. Jimmy Hart's still in the clear. He's in the clear. Jimmy Hart's the one that did that sweet. Smells like Teen Spirit ripoff for DDP and WCW. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which one did all the like Rage Against Machine off. ones? <laughs> <laughs> Made the biggest difference. Dude, but I think one of the coolest I, one of the coolest intro musics had to be um, Carlito Caribbean Cool, dude. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell I still yeah. say that shit. <laughs> Matt just well, texted me that. Back around the to, the, 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 to Hogan, his theme is... 
like the real American. Which one? Fucking win. Would you, when was oh, he yeah. rocking that Jimi Hendrix oh, theme yeah, song? Dude. Real that American. Was, that's that's yeah. rousing stuff. Like that made me like I like that more than I like America. But it, like it's American. <laughs> it's like, positive points it's, by association, just because he's yeah. ripping it so hard in that song. You know, it's like, a. It's objectively better than America. So. Yeah, I think so. It is. I think so. And Hogan himself. Yeah. 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 Well, there's that there's that scene in the music video for that song where like Hogan's riding a fucking motorcycle down the road, and then just like a faded in image of like a Native American on a horse is like right with him. Hell yeah. And it's just Hell like, yeah. he's fucking yeah. That's <laughs> he was our, diving that's in. That's our fucking heritage, guys. I mean, love it or leave it. Oh baby. yeah. Um, that's what I'll say. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's better than America because like Hulk Hogan, you get a, you got a little bit of racism to deal with, you know, a little bit, but like. America, you know, come on, come on. There's, there's, there's decades, there's a lot centuries. Of come on, That's right. man. He, just, he can't on, live. He can't live long enough. Get, why couldn't she get one of those eight foot tall basketball playing ones? You know what I mean? Come oh, on. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. You guys see the? You guys see the porn tape? Who watched it? Oh, I definitely heard the audio of his. <laughs> Matt actually yeah. recorded that audio. A lot of people don't know that. I watched. Oh, I watched nice. The porn that tape. was Matt. That was my, the interview. My brother came up to me and he was like, "Yo, dude, Hulk Hogan's got a porn tape. You want to watch it?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I do." Kill yeah, me. that's the right answer. <laughs> one one of my buddies who sometimes comes on this show, Brady, uh, he showed me it. He's like, hey, do you look at this? Just put his phone in front of me. I'm like, oh my god, that's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that's Dude, the best part is he's hella concerned about Nick the whole time. He's like, uh, Nick might be calling me. <laughs> I, was, I was eating like a pig, man. I was eating like a pig earlier. Uh, I'm full. Gross, real gross stuff. Oh, How could that get grosser? How is that idea gross? What if you talk yeah. about the sun in his full belly? <laughs> well, yeah, okay, that's gross. Those are the best topics there. he covered in that video. He didn't talk about his daughter, which is like usually the number one thing he talks about. Mm-hmm. Man, that's true. Yeah, that's actually really surprising now that I think about yeah. it. It's not Ric Flair talking about his baby girl Charlotte. So I, oh my god, dude. I, so I have a question to piggyback off that with the entrance music. Mm. Uh, it puts you in a scenario that the two of you are uh, number one contenders for the tag team titles. It does not well, either brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, but I want to wonder what would maybe be your tag team name, your your group name, and then two your opponents. Who's the champs that you're facing? And they don't have to be an established like tag team or anything. Uh, the first thing but I came up, I think I want our music. It, to be the old big boss man, the hard times that just makes it, that just writes itself. That right? we can, makes all yeah, the sense yeah. in the world. Yeah, so that'll be our jumping off point, unless Matt objects. Uh, <laughs> Fine by me, baby. Can we somehow do a twist on the like the big boss man, but somehow that we, we like all cops are bastards? Like, what's the what's the what's the flip on that? I don't you know. You could start you could start it with uh, like a quote. You know, some intro music start with a quote, and you could do um, Dusty Rhodes Hard Times promo. Okay, yeah, oh, that's hard times. Yeah. yeah. Well, in a way, Matt, you are kind of the big boss man, not in the police wrestler sense, but in the sense that, like, you, you are my boss, you know, so, uh, uh, and yeah. I treat you very poorly. So, yeah, so, right, did we want to put me in that lackey, Virgil-esque sort of role? I'm okay with that. Okay, no. no, 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 that's, that's not our relationship. Let's have you be, like, the star of the show, and I'm the manager, and I'm, I'm carrying, like, a, a bag of money or something like that, and talking about how satire pays, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you gotta tell these guys about the champ. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the champ's kind of hard to explain. I pretty much um, I uh, I played in a punk band called Zero Progress for a little while, and uh, we were a normal band at first. And then halfway through, I lost my mind, and I decided to go full blown into a bad guy pro wrestling heel character, which I refused Hell to yeah. break out of. 
Um, I dyed my beard like uh, Scott Steiner. Like I did, a, I bleached oh, it. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly, shit. dude. I bleached. I walked around like that. I had crazy outfits. I had custom shoes, and I just like kind of bootlegged a whole bunch of Ric Flair promos, and just I would cut <laughs> heel promos on these DIY punk show crowds, and they would attack us, and then we get in fights, and it was the time of my life. <laughs> we showed up. We showed up to a uh, the worst uh, part of uh, the Bay Area. Uh, a notoriously violent and dangerous venue in a limousine. <laughs> oh you know, remember when you'd be watching Nitro or whatever, the limousine would always show up in the back. Uh, we showed up in a stretch limousine, and we didn't even have enough money for it to to stay the whole time during the show. So we had to, like, drive two cars to the show, drop off our gear, and then drive back, get in oh, the limousine. Catch your limo. Have it oh drop us God. off, and then it left halfway through because we couldn't uh, – we didn't have enough money oh, yeah. to pay it to stay the whole time. God, that's so great. <laughs> then you got to drive then to your cars and then go. Okay. It was it was obnoxious. Dude. We just drove for like hours and hours and hours so that we could hang out in a limousine for like fifteen minutes and piss people off. But <laughs> worth it. That's yeah, worth it. And I would cut yeah, why promos. Wouldn't you do that? I would cut promos on other bands that we were playing with as if it was like a, a match that we we're going to. And I wouldn't tell them beforehand. I would just <laughs> release videos of me yelling about how I was going to be their, the end of them and how I was the uh, champion of hardcore and all this. <laughs> the champion uh, of no one else is competing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, Unity DIY shows. Yeah, man. Matt's like, worth it. <laughs> Let me tell you something, guys. A lot of fun, not worth it. Pretty much ruined my life. For a while. Uh, people did not get what I was going for. And, uh, <laughs> it's lonely at the top. Turns out, Scott Steiner quotes in uh, DIY punk spaces they don't go. They don't fly so good, yeah. you know. <laughs> And then, yeah, I wouldn't think any of them would. Punks don't like math. Correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong on this, Matt. Tell me if I'm wrong. But there's a Hard Times article that is something to the effect of, uh, you know, hardcore frontman liability in every way possible. Something yeah. like that. That's based it's, on me. Isn't that a picture yeah. of me? Yeah, I was going to say, the picture is just, it wasn't posed. It was like, oh, here's an old picture of the champ. And it's so funny. It's like this big, good crowd of people at like a little show. And Matt just looking unhinged, just holding a ladder above his head like, <laughs> while a rock yeah. and roll band is playing a show. It's the funniest thing. And then to know that is a funny little trivia. If you go look, would if you, you look would up you that Would you carry article. funk into the crowd? Like spin with the ladder around your head? I always spun with the ladder. That's come on, it's a classic spot, bro. I, I pull the ladder out and spin over my head and spinning. Come on. Got to clear oh, the ring course. out. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, real quick. What? What is the hard times to someone who may not know? Here's a yeah, I guess question. we should have started with that. Here's yeah. a better question. Have you guys seen okay. the HLA segment <laughs> from yes. WCW? <laughs> mm. Oh, my God. How many of you guys have seen that? I don't know. Oh, I, I have. I have uh, not. Uh, what is it? What is it? it? No, what is it? Eric Bischoff? No. Oh, dude, yeah. it's like the scummiest wrestling segment of all time. <laughs> he, uh, he comes out and he goes, I know what the crowd wants. You guys want hot. Lesbian action. <laughs> Two girls with him, and he has the crowd chanting HLA. Oh, I don't know. We, when we were talking about uh, wrestling before, what we were into it's like I think me and Matt create like a perfect. We're like a, a jigsaw puzzle where it's just like everything. Like Matt watched WCW and New Japan and Ring of Honor, and I'm like, oh, I watched the WWF. So like, I think between me and Matt, we're like we we, we can go right uh, So yeah, I don't I don't really pretty. We guys WCW Man, I was so I my parents were for some reason all against WWF. I mean, it makes sense for the time, but so I was like, it was a mostly WCW household, which uh-huh. I think just in retrospect makes fucking way less sense because <laughs> it's just a, it's awful. I went back to rewatch it like now, and it's just because I love that it's on the network, so I can go back and be like, oh, I remember that. Like that's fun, 
but it's like, fuck, this sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I, I had the same thing. My parents thought WWF was, like, too raunchy. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah for had, sure. You had, like, Stone Cold out there who's, like, especially if you're a teenager or a kid who's out there swearing. Sable is getting naked. The king is just being Jerry Lawler. <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense why they'd be like, why are you watching this? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Dep- depending on what segment they popped in on, you'd be like, what's wrestling all about? <laughs> One of those Attitude Era... Oh, a bra and panties match. Excellent. You're watching WCW. Right. That makes sense. I remember one of the... May Young just had a hand. I remember one of the old video games, I think it was on GameCube, had bra and panties matches like programmed in there. And oh. it was like, you had to like jam A to tear off the, the clothes. Oh, I remember that. Smackdown. That was like most of the SmackDown versus Raw, like yeah. PS2. That was yeah, like a PS2 staple. Wave. Yeah. yeah. That was like oh, a staple man. of video game uh, wrestling shit before we did this revolution. <laughs> Women's revolution. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Oh. Oh, did you guys see the um, the uh, Vince McMahon, Trish Stratus, Bark Like a Dog segment? Oh, <laughs> like a dog yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was in, like, the height of my original wrestling fandom. Yeah. I showed yeah, that to my what... girlfriend, and she was fucking dying. <laughs> like, I, that's what I was hoping. <laughs> I was hoping beyond hope, and I knew they wouldn't do it, that at the Evolution pay-per-view, they would have Trish make Vince bark like a dog. <laughs> oh, it would be so uh, fucking be roundabout. It would I be so like good. I feel like he'd be real into it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll bark like a goddamn dog. Yeah. That's, like that's it. great. Yeah. That's 20 years in the making. I like yeah. that angle, man. <laughs> Book it, man. Do you guys... I don't I'm know. Try, how, I'm trying. I don't know how much people are talking about it or not, but like, I really love the current like the the last week or so the last few weeks of vince mcmahon he's been so funny to me my wife made me laugh so hard she said he's a lot like jerry stiller right now we're like <laughs> like you know if you watch like seinfeld outtakes or anything like that where it's just like he could say the same line five times and say it five different ways you know i feel like that's where we're at right now we're like there's lines that really almost should have a little bit more like you know to it and he's like all right you're yeah, suspended. Sixty days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, like, he does not want to be on TV. Right, he's and just it's like, so obvious. He's just skipping through all the stuff that, like, you see Triple H come out and really like let the moments kind of roll out and happen. And he's like, oh, you're gonna be replaced, uh, Charlie Fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triple H is milking it for twenty minutes. And, yeah. Thank you, baby. Yeah, almost too far the other way for my money. I prefer Vince's take on it, but I do because they're funny and also just like, wow, they really cut through the shit on that. 14 second promo he just did. <laughs> you, know I mean? like, you even missed it and like redid it in enough time where it took 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you guys know that Simpsons where uh, Krusty comes in and he like knocks out all of his uh, voice recordings really quickly and like the, the tech guy turns hey. like, okay, we're ready to record. Oh, okay, like it's over already. All right, all right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> just picture that with you. Yeah, he just has to like watch a professional do it. Hey, hey, it's me, Krusty. Yeah. yeah. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time, every time Vince comes out too, I just wonder. It's so kind of like adorable to picture. Like you know, you picture a wrestler like he travels, he gets there for the nineties in the locker room, or she, and they come out, they cut their promo, they go back, they do it. But like Vince, isn't if he's just kind of sitting there in gorilla, it's so it's so adorable. Just be like, I gotta, I gotta go do something, and he just kind of like <laughs> goes Make out. Sure no one sits in my chair. Yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> that was comes a good right, Vince impression. That's pretty good. The last one comes right. That is a very good Vince. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> that was good. All right. <laughs> hey, guys, I want to talk to some people about this. I've been, only been talking to my brother about it. Do you guys think that uh, Punk will go over to uh, All Elite? Do you guys think it's going to happen? Um, I think after a while because his UFC career went the way it did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very poorly. Um, <laughs> the amount of money that like he lost during that lawsuit with the WWE – 
he was just hemorrhaging money, having to retain a lawyer for all that time, and then also essentially it looks like he paid for a Colt Cabana as well. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, I think he'll do it, and like with the way it seems that he is as a person, like he'll do it just to stick it to Vince. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, yeah. I could see that. I mean, that would be like I would think one of the major motivations because it sounds like he fucking is so done with professional wrestling, like mm-hmm. the way he makes it sound in interviews or whatever. But like I could see him being like, well, if it'll piss the fucking like. You know, piss piss Vince off. Also, this five million dollar check from Tony Khan. Yeah, Yeah. I think like if it's in Chicago and he can just like Uber there and not have to put in any effort, yeah, he'll go do it. Can one of the young bucks just pick me up? My brother was uh, saying something kind of interesting. He was saying having a lot of money and then starting a wrestling promotion has never worked well in the past. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like almost certainly the. Like uh, Cody and these guys are just going to take the Khan family for a ride, you know? It's kind of like, right. uh, yeah, yeah. like TNA, <laughs> like, the, like uh, let's put Jeff Jarrett in charge of the budget, and then he just gives like <laughs> all these old guys these huge contracts, and the company bleeds money until they have to get rid of it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, th- and then you have um, what's I can't remember her name, uh, Dixie Carter. Dixie, Dixie Carter, Carter, yeah. And she just like her poor dad just hemorrhaging millions of dollars left mm-hmm. and right. She's like, but I can sign freaking Kurt Angle here, and I can sign Kevin Nash for some reason, like in 2010. <laughs> and RVD, and like, dude, I all need, these people like 10 years past. Is it, I need a Dixie Carter or a Con family for the fucking hard times, dude. That's what I need. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Matt, you somebody that's into punk and satire, and it's yeah. like, hey man. Jump in. Uh, Should we answer uh, that question you asked us a half hour ago, it, by the way, about the Max, hard times? Is it Max Weinberg? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You go for it. You go for it, Martin. All right, guys. Since you since you're asking, we're so we're so patient and <laughs> waiting for us. Uh, um, the Hard Times is a uh, punk rock satire site. Oh man, I ran out of steam quick on that. I was really. <laughs> That's it. Uh, no, no uh, punk rock satire site started by the very uh, the, you're the very special guest of the evening, Matt Sancombe. And uh, staffed by many, many uh, guests of lesser, uh, you know, severe. Uh, uh, but uh, no, so uh, we, uh, Matt and I and a few others, uh, spun hard drive off of the hard time some years later. Uh, and so that is the kind of video game nerdery uh, place that I still try to get wrestling jokes into, but just won't quite happen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, the hard times, a hard drive. And also we just recently launched uh, our podcast network. Matt and Bill Conway are handling the hard times podcast where they've interviewed a bunch of uh, a bunch of punk rock heavyweights so far. Right, Matt? Yeah, it's yep. fucking awesome. I was listening to that a bunch today. It's good, it's a, man. It was really good. Hey, thanks. Really I'm glad good. you like it. We uh, uh, a really good excuse to talk to some people who I admire a lot in the music world. It's awesome. Yeah. Talking about Brian Baker is probably sick. Yeah, it was. That was a great interview too. It's so cool. And like, you guys do a good job asking the question. Like, I'm a bad religion fan. Ask him what it's like to be in bad religion. All right, they did it. I don't know why I'm so angry. That also sounded like yeah. Vince. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I just I, that was Vince by the end. I don't know also, why. So tell me about this punk rock right. music. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's punk? Like CM Punk. I CM Punk it. rock music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whoever That's that good. is should just, just do a podcast where they're just Vince oh the whole time. God. People try to explain <laughs> people try to explain things to him, but he just doesn't get it because he's old. Yeah. Here, here's the thing: that was actually too different of us, but we actually have the same normal speaking voice too, because that's Matt and I over here. It's so. quite a point of uh, of issue that we've heard. <laughs> but whatever. Also, we we do a lot of voices on there's, here. There's there's a lot. Yeah, it gets a little uh, out of control. We have uh, we have a lot of friends in this house. Yeah. Bret Hart, Ric Flair. 
Um, Teddy Teddy Hart. I literally <laughs> bought some Bret Hart sunglasses that I like. I like. I wore them today. I actually <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to ask you about that because you did just buy those Bret Hart sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. But know that you're a lifelong Bret Hart fan. How long have you been pining for those? And um, then just finally found an excuse to get them. How old am I? Thirty-one. I'm thirty-one years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. So like, you, we're we're on the same age. I'm thirty-four. Did you love Bret Hart growing up? I used to like. I would see a kid oh get those God. shades and just be like. If that happened to me, that would be the best thing that ever happened in my life. You know, like that's like top, oh, the top the thing same. I can picture happening. <laughs> that was me. I'm like, I just need to first off get front row tickets, and then Boom, Bret yeah. Hart's gonna come to me because he knows I'm his biggest fan. <laughs> he's gonna yeah. give me these glasses, of and course. then we're gonna be best friends, and he's gonna train me how to wrestle. Isai <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. likes Bret Hart so much that one day he, when Bret Hart's book came out. Like, I went to his house to hang out, and he's like, hold on, I gotta finish this. And he just finished the entire book while I was just sitting there. <laughs> I did. Is that, does, he have, does he have a few books? I read, I read one of his books. I don't know if he's got a few or not. But... It's just the one. It, it's, like, the most compelling thing because, like, 50% of the book is just, like, him talking about how other people thought he was really good and him being like, oh, I was really yeah. good. I read that. The other, the, the other fifty percent is him cheating on his wife, from what I recall, right? That was yes. Just yeah. over the, and over. Just my goodness. With the lady that then became his like current wife, and he's ah. like, "Well, then at the end of it, she showed up at my door, and now we're married." Which is like, okay, dude. dude the best part about wrestling yeah. stories or books is how like over half of it is completely fake. I also love how they're always still working. Like you always hear like Hogan's always like kind of trying to angle for like a, a main event against John Cena. At WrestleMania, you're like, what happened, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just still politicking. My, my yeah. favorite thing about Hogan always working is when in the case against Deadspin, and oh, he yeah. was like, he's like, Hulk Hogan, the character, has was like a nine inch penis, but Terry Bollet does. What about, um, uh, my, my favorite Jones. thing about that shit was the uh, Hulk Hogan's professional, uh, bandana that's that's like this such a sick look like this is my dress oh, up bandana the courtroom wear yeah i feel like everyone needs a dress up bandana what well, is also, that about he is it just like he was the coolest guy in the world and he was bald we all gave him a pass on that he I had that weird, he, he had that weird line of hair around like his head we said that was fine i don't think he has any hair it's he has really if you look at some of his instagram pictures like on his boat you can see in the back he has like short gray hair and attached to the back of the bandana is just like weird strings of yellow so he has to wear it's the brett michaels his hair was always so weird it's like a little curtain that goes around his head or something it's not like a thick it's like a line of hair that grew <laughs> yeah. It's like the tassels at the end of a velvet rope. Like, yeah. I always, I always thought it was equal parts beautiful and disgusting. I was just like, yeah. I love how straight and like flush that that part that is there looks. Yeah, and I hate how fucking empty that that void is on top. It's straight, My favorite yeah. thing that he tweeted besides like he needs a serious cup of mud and can I can I text you <laughs> was when he's like I think I'm about to rock the stone cold haircut. H H. Like, like <laughs> thirty five years too late on this. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Tanahashi um, from uh, New Japan. Oh, his Instagram, oh. almost luxurious hair, bro. So always. Oh, 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 his hair. Love. Was love that like the title of our first episode? <laughs> it was our second episode. Was Tanahashi's beautiful hair? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talk a lot about Japanese wrestlers and their hair. When uh, whenever I try to tell people who don't walk, like don't like wrestling, and they're like, I don't understand what's so good about it. I show them pictures of Tanahashi. <laughs> they're like, Okay, I see, I see where it's uh, where it's cool. <laughs> I just show them Finn Balor's abs and yeah, I show them Finn Balor's Pog. abs or Tanahashi's hair. Yeah, it usually works. 
It'll hook you in. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't watch wrestling with my girlfriend if Finn Balor's on TV. She's <laughs> talking about his eyes now. Oh, man. Takes me Dreamy. out of the man. Yeah. She goes, what, oh, what's, uh, what's my- his star sign? Oh, yeah, you didn't ask that about any other guy, did you? <laughs> my, my girlfriend and I are both bisexual, so the whole time is just, like, us sweating. Big Balor fans, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, a, he's an attractive young man. He is. If I had to, but if I had to go with one, if I had to go with one uh, wrestler, you know who's gonna be the big bad booted daddy. <laughs> Get me horizontal and show me that size does matter. <laughs> now when that Earth spins on a, on a whatever degree axis, yeah. <laughs> that promo, like his promos in general, are great. But like you just look at Gene Okerlund then, and he's like, "What in the fuck are you talking?" About? <laughs> Alright, let's, uh, should we get into the card? Let's talk let's about get what into happened in Elimination Chamber. Do it. Um, did you guys, you guys both watch it? I did. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, first, before we get into this, um, so you, are you guys both in California? No, I'm in Tucson, Arizona. I'm in California. Okay. okay. I was just wondering, um, are you guys going to Double or Nothing in Vegas? I'm trying to, um... Mark might come too, but we're not 100% sure. We, uh, we're going to be out of Punk Rock Bowling. Hard Times is doing an event. Oh, oh sick. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, because I know Punk Rock Bowling is there, and I was mm-hmm. figuring that coming from the world you guys are, you guys are going to be there. And so. we're, tra- we're trying to book the first Hard Times wrestling event. Um, I'm working with my friend. Oh, hell oh, yeah. That's trying sick. To working with my friend Madison. He, he does a Suburban Fight. It's that no ring, no rule stuff in L.A. Uh, it's the one that went viral, the woman who... Um, like put the tampon the tampon thing yeah. oh, oh yeah shit. that's an old punk friend oh, of mine yeah. uh, books that and he wants to do uh, an event around Double or Nothing in Vegas during punk rock bowling so uh, oh, I totally go to that yeah that'd be sick I saw that it was Brody King versus like Tom Lawler oh fuck like not that long ago that did the Suburban Fight stuff and I love both those guys <laughs> yeah so. yeah Brody King is great he's from the punk scene too yeah yeah, yeah. I went, to, I, went to a, I went to a I went to a I went to a picnic with him once. Oof. Not ju- oh, not nice. just not just him and I. <laughs> not just you. Yeah. Too. Oh. <laughs> it was That'd a be celebration. Be a nice for, time. Uh, celebration for Walter from rotting out, uh, getting <laughs> released. And it was like a picnic. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Brody King. That's there. rad. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Rotting out's also sick. Oh, yeah. A couple of us like are like from like hardcore like yeah. Yeah. all that kind of stuff. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, I met I met Isai and Derek both playing in my high school Christian straight edge metalcore band. So, oh boy, that shows. <laughs> yeah, how, how, can yeah. I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question about that band? Having knowing nothing about them, how long was the band name? Was it was it like a phrase? <laughs> oh yeah, it was long. Uh, it was yeah. uh, first born among the dead. Yeah, that was exactly. <laughs> Dan called it. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and yes, we covered haste the day. <laughs> yes. They covered haste the day in a church. Yeah, <laughs> it's a rite of passage, right? <laughs> yeah, we throw hardcore shows at, in a church and cover haste the day. Wow, fuck yeah! We loved Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Past tense? Was that a past tense I caught on there? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Okay, fair, fair. Not to get too deep, just wondering. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, if you caught earlier when I mentioned that I, I'm queer, so that <laughs> there's that. Was, yeah. yeah, there's that. That's in the mix. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus wouldn't okay. care about that, man. Only only modern day uh, 
crazy born again Christian yeah character. very true not jesus <laughs> yeah yeah jesus was chill yeah like if he was cool with your band until he flipped probably the table cool with your sexuality <laughs> You can probably uh, if he can forgive that band, <laughs> you're in the clear. <laughs> I mean, it, that is a Bible verse. So. Yeah, of course. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's blasphemy. You were doomed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Elimination Chamber 2019 pre-show match was Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. Buddy Murphy took the win. Dude, that's how you start off a goddamn night. That was such a fucking good match. Buddy Murphy is so good. I mean, he does all that. Now that you pointed out that he is just ripping off Kenny Omega, like, blatantly, <laughs> that's all I see. But I'm like, he does it fucking well. <laughs> uh, do you guys watch 205 Live at all? Uh, I try to. It's one that kind of falls by the weight. I definitely keep up on, uh, you know, on Raw and SmackDown and then just, like, NXT, 205, that kind of stuff from week to week. I find myself more often than not now, like, when TakeOver comes on. I have to like watch eight NXT episodes in five days or something, which is always <laughs> yeah. always a blast. It's great, but it's also that's just kind of the way it ends up going. So no, and like I I do nothing but hear how two hundred five is really really good all the time, and I've been to I was at a SmackDown taping and the the match of the night by far it was Akira and um ah fuck I'm blanking on his name uh, Brian Kendrick uh they had that oh um, yeah they had it was, I don't know if it was like a, no rules or a hardcore or whatever but he did that table spot that's like been in footage a lot since then you know where like Akira jumped off of the post through the table outside of the ring and it yeah, was like senton. even that was like I think I left going fuck I gotta start watching 205 and then I just think I never did <laughs> but <laughs> but I like I mean all yeah, their stuff that shows really up good. on on the main card and everything like on the pay-per-views it's always it's always so good and then if uh, it's exactly right though, Buddy Murphy is just WWE like Kenny Omega. He does <laughs> yeah. all of his moves, like tries to move like him. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to get long curly hair now. <laughs> uh, then we had the tag team elimination chamber match. Uh, the women's uh, Boston Hug Connection defeated everyone else. I'm not going to read them all. What about Fire and Desire? That's a good-ass name. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> it was the worst. Um, I'm kind of underwhelmed by the actual name Boston Hug Connection. It feels like a mouthful. Oh, it's it's not good. It's yeah. like, they're, like, Rock and Sock was, like, the most perfect, like, wow, you really, that was a nice pull on Rock and Sock Connection. Uh, I don't think we necessarily need to just, like, keep that format and plug in two other two other gimmicks. <laughs> you know, it's not really. I, yeah. I wish Bailey was, like, Five inches taller and fifty pounds heavier, so it could just be the boss and Haas connection. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. I would take that. That sounds good. Pretty Hell good. yeah! <laughs> um, yeah, this match was cool. It was fine. Yeah, I liked it. I know I it. that there's been some hefty criticism on this podcast of some of the the people in that the match. Nia oh. and Tamina, no, they're not the greatest in the ring. <laughs> but I feel like everybody played their role like pretty well. Like the Iconics had some really like funny spots where they were like their spots to, were really fun. Where they were like, trying to pin great. everybody. Yeah, I love like, the I think reveal. Everyone had a good. Oh, oh sorry. sorry, go. Sorry, I just no, I no. love how it was, it was so crowded. So like it's the kind of thing you kind of lose track of people. And I think at some point oh, yeah. it was like Nia and Tamina had laid waste to everybody. And you, like in my brain, I was like, oh, oh, they kicked everyone's ass. And the camera kind of pans to reveal that the Iconics got back in their pod, and that that was hilarious. I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think, that was, I think they played. I love like people like I think them and like the Miz that are just keeping like cowardly heel alive. I know Miz is kind of a face at the moment, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. In general, I just love that that weaselly Bobby the Brain Heenan that's sort of like I'm not a bad guy that stuff. I'm a bad guy who does not want to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. kind of heel though. I'm sorry? 
That's my favorite kind of heel. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I'm a big fan of whoever can get comedy across in wrestling, too. So, yeah, I was a fan of what the Iconics did in that match. My overall yeah. favorite spot in all of wrestling is when the cowardly heel just shrugs off the match and goes, nah, I'm out of here, and they start walking up the ramp. <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah. shot. I got 1988 yeah. booking. Yeah. Like, the big, every the big single match was a count out. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I also love the, uh, the roll out of the ring first thing, like first thing in the match. Yeah. You know? That's, that's oh, I did, I did too. Or like in tag matches where it's like, all right, yeah, like we're going to fucking get it. No, just getting tagged out. I'm yeah, not exactly. It. Yep. Me and you're going to start this match. No, get my buddy in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought uh, too, on the Elimination Chamber match, wouldn't it have been, and I don't want to root for anyone to get hurt, but there would have been something a little poetic if like Naya had like hurt herself when she went through that fucking Went right through that fucking thing. I thought so for <laughs> a second. she got the bloody nose? It looked she gnarly. Yeah. Nose. Like. <laughs> That would have been a fun angle to play up, you know? Yeah, but that's what the thing that they did in that match that I thought was cool. Because, like, going into it, I was convinced it was going to come down to Nia and Tamina versus Bailey and Sasha. And be like, yeah. I honestly don't know who's going to take it first. Uh, mm-hmm. So when when Tamina got, like, eliminated uh, for their team, and there was still, like, the fucking fire and desire in there. Hell yeah. And, uh, Worst fucking <laughs> Keep Absolution. It was fine. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I couldn't but, even remember who that was, but that, it, that's, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so when it came down to that, it was like, oh shit, okay, that's cool. I, it was just there was enough twists and turns and like yeah, like comedy spots and stuff that it was just a really enjoyable match. Mm-hmm. So there there was one very interesting thing that I noticed, and it's obvious who got the the least amount of time. And the Carmella stuff aside, uh, but the Naomi one is the yeah one team at rough week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, they got eliminated first in that I match. Will right. Say shout out to. Uh, the Uso there for just fucking squaring up with a cop. Hell yeah. Dude, I know. <laughs> Especially Jimmy Uso like, squaring up with a cop. In okay. Detroit, that's dangerous. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, they did a good, like, because they're not just going to, like, boot them out. Like, oh, you're done. You can't do it because it'd be very telling. Yeah. But they're like, hey, we're just going to get you guys out. We know it's been a rough week. Just get out of here. Yeah. Well, going into that match, I was like... That was the team I was most confident was not going to win. It was the <laughs> team that they threw together for this match. Yeah, and then had, like, a blue. really rough personal week going into it. Yeah. Um, But it didn't matter for the Usos. Yeah, yeah that's what they, I, I really was surprised by that. It's like, yeah, the yeah. Usos beat... What was their, the Miz and Shane? What's their name? Miz Man. The Miz and Shane connection. Miz Man. Miz Man. Um... Yeah, Shane jumped a lot. Team love, love me, Dad. The team, team Dad. Dad, are you proud of me How now? How come you don't want me, man? <laughs> Did you see that, Dad? <laughs> I jumped off the big thing for you, Dad. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry, I was talking to John Cena. <laughs> I was hugging my son, Triple H. <laughs> Greatest wrestler in the world. What are you guys talking about? He's got Triple H. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he does, man. he does. And he, oh man, him celebrating that trophy was so bizarre to me. <laughs> so he's gonna die like soon, right? Because he looks real bad when he wrestles. Oh Shane, yeah, he's sweaty getting down to the fucking ring. He's so red. Yeah, he's gonna have there a was a time soon. where that was leading up. I was really hoping we'd see Shane start dressing like the Miz when they came down. Like he'd wear some <laughs> big weird trench coat thing. Oh just like yeah, Naruto Shane. <laughs> yeah. oh they just like switch. <laughs> That'd be great. Shane's kids are buzzing around the Miz. (laughs) (laughs) Gift of the Magi with wrestling gear. I wore what you wore. I wore what you wore. (laughs) 
Um, some fucking like sweatpants and a baseball so, shirt doesn't seem too bad. Now, how, so how many times now have the Usos held this title? I think they said six. six. six? Uh, they're six-time champions. They now. seem to be like the go-to. It's like whoever gets it has to it has to like gravitate back to the Usos before another team can then get it. Well, yeah. also they they haven't resigned, and their contracts coming up. Oh, and so they're like. We'll give you these blue belts and one yeah. It's like a, like some a blue little belts retainer. And some blue chew. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's we how you end them. up with a belt in the, in the wrong uh, company. You know, what if they really go for it? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> um, now it was fine though. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know. Shane's gotta die though. Oh, yeah. 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 He needs to knock it off. He needs to knock it off. Or knock it off. <laughs> Get down from there. God. Get down from there, Shane. I mean, crawl down. Like, crawl down. Yeah. Him and Jeff Hardy should just have one last match together where they just do dumb things. They should They should have a scaffold match. Like a jackass skit. Like, let's see who can jump off the most stuff and not get hurt. After the match, Hulk Hogan would tweet, R.I.P. Bam. Miss you. <laughs> Miss you, Bam. <laughs> That's my favorite Hulk Hogan tweet. Jeff Hardy's a rough one to watch wrestle. Like he's still doing well, but I just wince for him. You know, like <laughs> almost any it just, it, any interview you hear of him talk about how much his back hurts and and everything else. I just like, oh god, you know. Yeah. I wonder if he, he like is like telling himself, okay, when I can't walk, that's when I'm done. Yeah. And he keeps mm-hmm. trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wait till my back fuses to my fucking pelvis or whatever Matt Hardy's is doing. Because <laughs> it looks whenever watching Jeff Hardy walk around, it's like, oh dude, mm-hmm. oh fuck. Um. Oh, go ahead. I'm good. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, we got Finn Balor be- defeated Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush for the I'm WWE hard, Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> Leo Rush. <laughs> Lashley. Lashley. Well, Kevin. <laughs> but um, I was, I thought it was cool because like Leo Rush is a super young dude, and I saw him do a bunch of indie stuff and like that whole like getting power bombed off a ladder no selling it and oh my CW god you had some cool matches in defy in seattle and everything so oh cool seeing him get like time on a pay-per-view is really cool and of mm-hmm. course he was gonna take the pin yeah mm. yeah once once he was inserted i was like oh finn is gonna win exactly <laughs> and that's i i want finn to have everything so i'm stoked Pretty pumped. As a guy that watched him lose to Finn Balor in person, it was or uh, fucking me, I'd lose to Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. I was Ooh. ready. I was ready oh, to see him yeah. bounce back. Yeah. But man, what a good Brock match! Oh, of course, <laughs> it was great. It was great, and I get it, and all of that stuff. But in that moment, you're like, come on, no. But yeah, so I think all things considered, uh, yeah, a nice, nice couple of months for him. I'm, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, yeah, it could be way worse for him. He could be like his friends and just not on the show. Yeah, so. yeah. right. Right. Yeah, I was. Uh, I kind of like, even though I don't know where it's going. I like that that match set up weird tension between Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, well, they're never gonna fucking square off. But that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But I, I like when there's tension. I guess. I hope it leads to um, Lashley kicking Leo Rush into the crowd like Snitsky did that baby. Or doing the the Spike Dudley spot where they throw him into the crowd and crowd surfing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we had Ronda Rousey defeating Ruby Riot in a minute and forty long minute, forty second long minute match. Yeah, all those things. <laughs> Dude, well, so I had uh, I had to hit pause 
uh, for something on like the live feed. So I was take like, <laughs> I think I did have to take a dump before getting real. But like fucking, uh, I had to uh, skip forward, and it was like the whole match was over. And it was like I was gone for like five fucking minutes. And that whole match was over, and I get it was in service of the uh, uh, Charlotte and then Becky yeah. thing, and the next on SmackDown, Ruby oh. Wright got to have a, a good Raw. match. Yeah, Raw, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, she got to have a good match and stuff, so it made up for it. But I was like, "Fuck, that's not a cool way to treat her." No. <laughs> yeah, thoughts on like the Ronda Becky Charlotte whole just thing surrounding that match. Yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, the main like- event. I think everyone, it's not hard to tell that that match was going to go a certain way, but it really just sucks. Like, yeah. oh, you're not even going to pretend to, like, you know, like, yeah. I'm not even going to let him try. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, we're just getting right to the end. I got it. Yeah. No, yeah. As, a, as a Ruby fan, and, and uh, of the, I like everyone in the Riot Squad, I would like to see them uh, get, you know, it's, I feel like Ruby's one of these people they talk about, she will be a champion one day. It's like, well, if all you ever do is just, like, say that, then no, she's not, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that bummed me out. Yeah, I was, I was in the same boat. Um, Hopefully one day, like, sure, once yeah. Ronda leaves. Yeah, I, I get that it's not now. Do. Yeah, I get that now is not the time, but yeah, I just, I hope so, yeah. What do you think about the whole, uh, like, Ronda, Charlotte, Becky, main event, uh, WrestleMania sort of, like, situation that they're kind of playing with right now? I think it seems to me, and I'm, I'm fully aware, that I'll be the first to admit I'm probably wrong, but it seems like, so if you look at it, like, obviously Ronda was, like, the plan for a year now, right? And then mm-hmm. along the way, the Becky thing pops off pretty organically, right? So yeah. the insertion of Charlotte, to me, feels like Vince still, like, I know what this needs, so <laughs> that's like, it's yeah, like yeah, no, yeah. it's fine, I love Charlotte Flair, I think it's gonna, be a, it's gonna be a great match, it's gonna be cool and everything, but it just really, like, oh, like, do we need that? We could have done, like, a cool Oscar Charlotte thing, I think, and then also... Or, 100%. You know, I know it's easy That's to say or book Dream WrestleManias, but it's just like, you didn't need to do that. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. I will say, I do you love the pro wrestling trope of her coming out in with crutches and then just like being fine enough to walk just to use them as a weapon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, but I think the same thing, especially with the like. I don't think they have anything from what the, what I've heard. Anything set for Oscar Mania, mm-hmm. and it's like you man, like you wouldn't like the one plan that they said they were gonna try, but I think they're gonna next. Yeah, I, I read all the dirt sheets. I am really far into wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to to me, it just seems like this thing of like they came out. And they're like, all right, we're gonna do the thing. We're gonna listen to the fans now. Like well, the fans of the thing. If you want, they're gonna do we're with gonna, Oscar. What it was gonna be Lacey Evans for a minute. Uh, uh, but she never makes it to the ring. She just gets down yeah, to the bottom of the just, ramp and then goes back up. God, I don't I understand her. that. that no, that's why they're not doing it because it'll be a huge ramp in Mania. There's no way she'll make it. Yeah, we won't have that. One. We won't have that kind of time. <laughs> um, Baron Corbin beat Braun Strowman. Yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ending was kind of cool when they just started building towers, and then uh. Oh man, I, there was Drew a uh, WCW. Speaking of, uh, or no, maybe it wasn't. What, who, who did uh, Road Wild? That was WCW. WCW. Yeah, oh, yeah. There was a, the Nasty Boys versus Disco Inferno and fucking somebody. I don't know. But a they bunch s- of people that just suck in real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, WCW. Uh, fucking, but we, uh, they, they, had, they set up three tables stacked on top of each other and put Disco Inferno through the, the triple stack. And as a little kid, I was like, yeah. I've never seen anything cooler in my life. And so anytime they stack tables now and put someone yeah. through it, I'm like, Fucking so sold. <laughs> Road, Road Wild is when the whole audience was motorcycle guys, right? Yeah, yeah Sturgis. Sturgis. Oh damn! Badass. <laughs> How does it go? Are they into it, or do they do they keep them, or do they lose them? <laughs> so it was um, 
It was the public enemy and oh, versus, public enemy. That's yeah. what it was. Not it was, nasty. I had boys. to look it up because I'm like, what the fuck was that? Uh. Oh, I don't. That's the, I. Just, I just remember that spot, and then I went back and rewatched it, and it like wasn't as cool as like my little kid brain remembered it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now that Kevin Owens has built like ladder like contraptions, <laughs> a in little the sky. desensitized, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So the elimination chamber. Uh. Yeah. Lashley, who just lost the title, mm-hmm. came out with Drew, and Drew. they just all beat up on Braun. Yeah. And they did that like a month ago, like the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, whatever. It's, I like how they all kind of stood at different levels. Like they like were just in the Olympics of beating. Yeah, up like for a second, third. <laughs> yeah, we're in the they Olympics were... of kicking bronze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! What happened? Oh, it's back. Hey, there was a connection oh. freeze. Sweet. All right, so yeah, they they fucked up bronze like big run, like because he was real hot for a while, and now he is not. Yeah, there's he still got a little bit of a, you know a little bit of something that people are into, but yeah, it was like the, it was one of those things like the time was right, and then geez, like it's like what I was saying about Ruby Riot, where like it seems like people's time is inevitable sometimes, and then it just sort of blows right by. Mm-hmm. I think same with like was it like last year like WrestleMania like Rusev Day was just out of control. Like, yep. just, yeah, there was a point when they were chanting Rusev Day at Ring of Honor house shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> insane and you're like oh surely they capitalized on this and that it just sort of i mean they monetized off of it i have a calendar and a shirt you yeah know? <laughs> love that calendar that was brilliant that's <laughs> a fucking good idea like functional um, well to a, to an extent it's functional merchandise yeah <laughs> there's room to write i can see it kind of fucking there. up your like thing like oh i forgot what day of the week it was i just know it's the first <laughs> <laughs> day of course um the last match, we had Daniel Bryan defeating AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and Samoa the Jobber Joe. <laughs> I love Samoa Joe. He's so do I. Been so good for so many years. He's definitely one of those, another one of those like future champ, but right. it's like, w- w- but when? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's been great just even the last six months. Like every program he gets into to lose every. Every week on SmackDown, he like makes me excited for it when I didn't think I, you know, just like yeah. Oh, yeah. he just always takes it somewhere. You're like, oh, all right, I'm in. <laughs> he's like fucking frightening too. Like, when he's talking about putting people to sleep, like fuck, man, is it a kill? Or ripping on Jeff for like his alcoholism, which yeah. I know is just a gimmick. But I'm like, fuck, fucking great. Breaking he's into like at houses. a bar cutting promos on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like this is an AA meeting and be quiet while some while I share. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been um, great. I would love to see him get something worthwhile. Oh, hell yeah. Just fucking anything. Him versus Finn would be sick. I know they're not on the same brand, but, like, God, that'd be great. They had a great NXT feud. Mm -hmm. That was the first NXT, like, match I ever watched was Joe versus Finn in a cage. Oh, right on. Then there was that one, I forget what the show was, but I think it was that same night as that Sami Zayn-Shinsuke match. Then later in that, they had Finn and Joe, and it was, like, kind of stilted because they kept stopping it for the blood, but then that also, like, kind of made it it awesome, too. Take over Dallas. Dallas, yeah. That was that was pretty awesome. That was that was that was a show right there. That was an yeah, speaking of show. Shinsuke, where the hell has he been? Shinsuke's just been fucking hitting those waves, dude, collecting those checks. Yeah, he's yeah. just surfing somewhere. Just surfing, <laughs> listening to the offspring. Joints wherever he's at, and oh, man, <laughs> yeah, water towers. towers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this match was great, especially the end. The Kofi Kingston Daniel Bryan stuff was so fucking fun. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of. Was it? I forgot what year it was, but it was Daniel Bryan as the world heavyweight champion, and 
Santino Morella when they were in the Elimination Chamber, and you're like, are they gonna fucking put it on Santino? Yeah, it'd been like 2012-ish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Daniel Bryan is one of my favorite wrestlers right now, and I was rooting against him because I wanted Kofi to win so bad. Yeah, well, they did a great job doing that whole like you know he's he's been in the company eleven years and he's never held that title. I mean, that's immediately like a way to at least get me like, oh yeah, like I would love to see him with that, knowing he wasn't gonna get it, but but he had me for a second. It was just one of those things like they had they built such a good story together in that chamber that it was just like. Well, especially could, could if he Kofi kicked do out it? of that Kenta knee. Yeah. You're like, oh. Like, he kicked out of his finish. Mm. He got out of the LaBelle lock, and then he hits, like, that uh, Trouble in Paradise. You're like, oh, shit. Like, is, he, is this it? Yeah. This is the match? Yeah. It just, man, I want Kofi to, I just want Kofi to win. I want Kofi to dethrone Brian, and I love Brian as a champion so much. There's something that, like, about that whole thing that it's just, like, as awesome as it is, and as much as I'm, I'm currently invested in this Kofi thing. It's like, oh, that was supposed to be Mustafa's spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that was going to be a right? career, a career maker yeah. for him. I mean, he's yeah. he's still going to have plenty of opportunities. And three years ago, he was a cop in Chicago. Yeah, working at, like freelance <laughs> wrestling shows. So, yeah, yeah. like AAW, and now like look where he is. It's like, yeah. like just knowing that in that chamber, like it was supposed to be him looking like a fucking million bucks. It's like that would have been cool. But they, could, I mean, he can use this. Yeah. As to further on his story, that, that should have been him. My girlfriend Jenna, her uncle was on the same like force as Mustafa. Oh wow! Oh, no way. Yeah, it's like, hey, do you know this this Prince Ali guy? Yeah, <laughs> we all make fun of him for being a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> He's a fucking nerd, that wrestler guy. I I wonder how the wrestlers make fun of him for being a cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking can't catch a break. <laughs> I could see a lot of the wrestlers being, like, especially Asia Styles, like, you were a cop, man? Hell yeah, blue lives do matter. Yeah, yeah you Randy, got my respect, man. Randy Orton, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, they all love him. Oh, yeah. Sami Zayn's the only one that's like, yeah. hey, is, fucking yeah. cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Okay. Yeah, oh, but before we get into oh, Monday Night sorry. Raw. At the, what, no, no, at the very end of the match, after Kofi had lost and the New Day came out and they were, like, consoling him and he was like, get your flowers, Get your flowers, man. You deserve this. 11 years, you deserve this, Biggie. I was like, fuck, dude, yes. I got so hot. I love their friendship. I love love the love they have for each other. Yeah. It's awesome. And how much they want Kofi to win. I just want people to hype me like that after I, like, lose something, too. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I know. I was like, that's so cool. And, like, I I feel like Xavier was, like, shedding real tears. Yeah. 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 Just because he's proud of his friend. So good. Um, But, yeah, on Monday Night Raw, we had some... Some invasions. Yeah, Triple H just comes out like, well, sometimes I'm a bad guy, but I also run an XT, so uh, <laughs> we're bringing some guys up. And, and they, Lafayette could have given a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst crowd for one of the coolest Raws that's happened in a very long time. That felt like really bad like shows that I've played, like... Like with terrible crowds, like that no one cares. Oh, one of those shows like, where you play, you're like, I feel like we're doing good, but this is just not, uh, this is just not coming across. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, the crowd's still like all just there, and you're like, y'all can just leave. <laughs> you can yeah. leave if you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Ricochet, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and Aleister Black were there. Um, one of the matches was Ricochet and Finn Balor versus Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. It's super cool because I think it was like, Two years ago, 
Now, like two years ago, like right around like this week, there was a PWG match which was Leo Rush and Ricochet that was super good. And so it's yeah, cool, like, it was like, yeah, it was two years ago. On, like, fucking national this week. TV. Damn, <laughs> it's funny watching a match and being like, Bobby Lashley had to be like, I don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also like, I'm a foot taller than everybody. Yeah. I can't move like any of these guys. But also like being. Like his wrestling sound being that big, he's like, "Oh, this is sick! I get to like base for the th- like three super flippy like fast dudes, and also I can throw them around <laughs> yeah. so easy." Uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa DIY uh, beat the revival. Yeah, that was sick. I love when they do shit like this. Like this Raw actually had its own sort of energy. It wasn't just pushing a bunch of storylines a little bit forward. You know, it's like. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with all this NXT stuff and everything, but it really was just like, I don't know, it was it was like, yeah, you totally. like, like that match on a Raw, like a random Monday Night Raw, you're going to see the Revival and DIY, uh, when the Revival are finally champions as well, there's just fucking stacked, just belts flying left and right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was, that was an awesome match, I mean, it was like the WWE match of the year a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. Here's this match on Raw. Go yeah, forward. it almost felt like, you said, like, it almost, like some of the storylines, uh, that we're used to seeing it kind of got pushed to the side for just a, a few like dream matches uh, if you yeah. were or whatever and so it was like yeah it just kind of felt like it was its own little special event yeah. and I, thought, I really liked it too mm. well it's it's them like hitting the reset button when they like just reset it like yeah. a month ago uh-huh. <laughs> I do wonder about like what is like what's, so what's going on with EC3 is he still in uh, for real like <laughs> I don't know there's yeah they, there's kind of been two recent waves I suppose now that's kind of and it sucks for like EC3 and like Lars just disappeared. Well, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is like fine. I don't care. About <laughs> He's it. out fapping to Stephanie McMahon videos. Isn't that what he was saying he was doing? <laughs> um, Fucking and Lars. And then like Hedder Machinery just became the Bushwhackers, which I literally I, did the Bushwhacker walk this week. I wish they would have like started licking each other's heads so like <laughs> I'd have pretended like like oh I'm five years old. This is the Bushwhackers. Tucky, Tucky, you have to stay, Tucky. But then. Otis Dozer makes that a control. <laughs> he makes but, me laugh without fail. Like I, oh, yeah. every time. <laughs> I just, I just see he, him and I start laughing. He's really every time I see I really him, like I just, what they're up to. He looks like a walking potato. He looks like <laughs> Haley Joel Osment mixed with like um, Chris Farley. Like <laughs> yeah, he has Chris Farley like yelling man like mannerisms, but looks like yeah. Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> I think any if anybody anybody came up to me and was like steaks and weights, baby. In any way, I'd be like, that's a fucking hilarious thing to say. And for, for well, fucking Otis, like, just wait till yeah. you I go to it. go to Vegas, but it'll just be steaks and titties. Yeah. That's what they'll yell at you. <laughs> Who sorry. yells that? Who's yelling that? A guy trying to hand us strip club cards. Yeah. Oh, do they hand those out all over the place over there? Yeah. Yeah. We met him. We did. I saw him twice the second time I was in Vegas, too. Good. Um, Alistair Black defeated Elias. Yeah, that was not great. <laughs> the Drifter, like, sucks. Hey, man, dude, yeah. Dutch Destroyer. I don't know. I guess the Drifter. Dream match. <laughs> but he did kick his fucking face off. He oh, did, yeah. 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 And they um, didn't know what Aleister Black was. Oh, my God. You could tell that Vince was just like, oh, say, say he's moody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That stuck out. That word moody. That sucked. And then, <laughs> That's and terrible. Like, it's such a shitty that, fucking that he was like, He's cranky. Tell him he's cranky. <laughs> that he he was, didn't get his nap today. <laughs> and that he was not a part of society, but he was also working for the blue collar people. Yeah. He's <laughs> two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's not in society, but he works real hard for them. Um, so, yeah. Do you guys think this is a real call up or they were just showcasing some shit? 
I think they're just popping ratings. So yeah. I, I mean, we know what happens I from say, last night's NXT. Well, I'm also like fucking Mr. Dirt. I was listening to the Observer Radio on the way here. That's just who I am as a person. No spoilies. It's not spoilers. It's just that they're like from the rumors or rumor like and Connor, innuendo. It's Connor <laughs> Tuff's like rumor and innuendo states. Um, but they like they're just like hitting the reset and like they're like. Vince thinks that nobody else right now can be stars, so he's trying to build stars. Okay. So he legit just like, I want your four best guys from NXT. We're bringing them up. Like and they're gonna work kind of all of it. And so he just wants like those are the four guys that never named. Like often or just kind of this one off? No, just like they're coming. Like what? And they're still gonna be working, finishing out everything in NXT because they just had the tapings and they're leading the stuff. But he's protecting them. He's pushing them. He wants to make stars because he has nobody. That's and, interesting. And everybody else is kind of damaged goods aside from like Seth Rollins, who like it took him a year to rehab. So yeah, wow. I mean, good for them. They get more money, hopefully. Yeah. I think yeah. like Rick. I always thought Ricochet was guys like, oh, just like put him on TV, and you people, if you don't know who he is, you'll just see him right away and be like, oh yeah, I fuck with this guy. This is cool. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. like Lafayette. I even had like a pop for him at least a little bit. Like the uh-huh. only thing they popped for literally all night. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. If that's the course they're going, uh, let's hope. Let's hope at least some of it works out, right? Yeah. I just ugh. and it sucks for EC3 though, because like he has had two matches, and they're like, oh yeah, that whole thing we're just kind of throwing that one away because now we got these other guys. I was that was really interesting with EC3 because like one of his best attributes on NXT was his promos and his ability to talk, and I don't think they've had him say a word. Oh, in Impact too, he was like yeah, yeah. And so like him on the main roster, I don't think he said anything. Weird like person. Yeah, (laughs) odd just odd odd creative choice. Everything. He's just a he's a very interesting guy. So they took like the one thing that he's like excels at. They're like. You don't get to talk. You do not speak. <laughs> but you get to be offensively tamed. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else of note that you want to talk about happened on Raw? Uh, it feels like it was so long ago. No, I it's mean, w- well, with the uh, Elimination Chamber, like, the women's tag titles uh, being crowned at the Chamber and then, like, uh, on Raw, they came out and sort of had their, like, speech about just being, like, this is all we've ever fought for. We fight for everybody back there. And then we know that. Well, but then they said that they're going to defend them against people on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. And right? NXT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Which, that's sick. I'm just going to spoil a little bit. Give for me you the guys. Space Pirates. They showed up at, at the NXT tapings yesterday. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, so okay. they're going to fight somebody from there, but I don't, they didn't have a match. All right. Mm. Oh, um. Izzy got to hug Bailey again. <laughs> Oh yeah, the little Bailey super fan at yeah. NXT. Yeah. You turned heel on Bailey. Oh, That's yeah, true. She did. Bailey needs my time in the time in the fucking spotlight. <laughs> I'm over here crying in the bleachers all the time. <laughs> I swear to God, I've seen multiple guys crying in Bailey t-shirts at wrestling events. I don't understand why they can't stop crying. There's it's off. It's yeah, that's it's a little like, off-putting. Just a guy in a hugger T-shirt crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just some people. She's like the she's like the Morrissey of wrestling, or like Michael Jackson, or some. Just like does crazy things to people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just no one can explain it. Hopefully, he doesn't share Morrissey's views. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Michael Jackson's for that matter. Or Michael Jackson. That's tight. Uh, Bailey's uh, later problematic era. That's gonna be a good angle. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually into that. <laughs> um. 
So let's go to SmackDown. Uh, Kofi Kingston earned his one on one shot. Oh, yeah, that's cool. They had to go with it. Like, oh, what yeah. What they to fucking do? Uh, so Kofi Bryant at Fastlane? Yep. Hell yeah. In a match that just doesn't matter because no. it's the lead up to Mania? Yeah. But yeah, I think like I think I texted the group this, but the only like what I want more than anything is like probably like Harper to come back and join Daniel Bryan and cost him the match so that Kofi still like gets the shot at WrestleMania. Like oh, yeah, yeah. have a scrub finish. So I would, I would kinda like if they would split up Harper and Rowan. I would too, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, like you guys have always been together. You stay together forever. Well that's interesting because then you'd also have kind of like the three people of the new day. Matching up yeah. with uh, Daniel plus two there. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. All four were members of the Wyatt family. Yeah. No. Daniel? <laughs> yeah, Daniel was yeah. in it yeah. for a few weeks in uh, his uh, media run. Oh, goddamn. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Um, I, I think they're just doing this to kind of placate everybody because I think I know like, where it seems like they're going with this. Well, if you had to guess, what would you think they have in mind for WrestleMania and Daniel Bryan? Uh, Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the everyman promos that he's doing. Yeah. Just like, hey, I'm a dad. Hey. I'm eating popcorn and pizza. That is true. Everything, all of his promos have been, like, capitalistic in nature. Yeah, just him doing stuff with his family. Yeah. Movie theater. Oh, man. Daniel Bryan's like, (laughs) did you recycle that popcorn box? Well, especially, it's it's like the everyman, like, the dad that you can relate to, to, like... Fucking Daniel Bryan's going nuts. Like, and his, like, mm. logo on his Tron now is just, like, the recycling logo. <laughs> so yeah, sick. So, uh, Matt and Mark, how do you guys uh, feel about the uh, the new the new Daniel Bryan? I think it's I think it's great. I, I like what you... I was talking to my friend earlier today, and uh, he made a point that kind of is similar to what you guys were saying about just, like, I want Kofi to win, but I also want Daniel Bryan to be champion for 20 years. So <laughs> I don't know what I really want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I love I just, oh, yeah. Daniel Bryan, man. Uh, Everyone hates paper straws. It's hell of a great heel move to just be like a pro paper straw guy. You know? <laughs> oh, I love just like his that stuff in mean, the concession stand uh, and just all that. That's been that's just been a lot of fun. Mark actually sent mean, that to me over the uh, hard times work communication. <laughs> yeah, Matt, you would like this stuff. <laughs> I just love how the biggest heel in WWE aligns with most of my views. <laughs> Right, that's the thing too. Where I wonder if what the you know, or if that's even anything anyone cares about or not. But if just like, did you think this would get him like hated? Because it's like a lot of people like hey, unironically man. just support what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have to feel too bad about that because uh, we the people was supposed to be a heel gimmick, and they turned into the biggest faces. Uh, rid of it, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. I mean, also like Vince McMahon thought the JBL character was gonna be a was gonna be a good guy because like that was just like him. He's like, I can't see why a a big jacked fucking millionaire guy isn't going to be a good guy. People love him. You're right. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, like when Daniel Bryan was like fucking ripping on baby boomers, and like the the place was fucking erupting. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, I it, I'm I'm super into it, especially just because it's like kind of like a his comeback sort of felt like it fell flat, you know. So it's nice to see him pivot and uh really you know nor do i even think it's his fault i think that he had to right you know, do a weird program with his wife kind of like right when he uh-huh. came back brian is, um, God. brian is so oh. charismatic yeah, i mean yeah, the, the whole true. yes thing was a heel gimmick at first you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he's a he's a guy he's hard to hate because he's so charismatic yeah. and funny and mm-hmm. uh, just interesting and entertaining so mm-hmm. I, I like seeing like also like the ruthless side like in the ring part of it 
like with the stomps and everything because I'm like watching mm-hmm. like old like Ring of Honor matches or PWG matches like he used to be such a dick like in the, <laughs> and it was great just like seeing that kind of stuff back I remember it was a PWG match it was him and Roderick Strong versus the Young Bucks oh, and for like 25 minutes they beat the shit out of the Young Bucks God. and like you see like him do that kind of stuff and working that snug now I'm like hell yeah like he's bringing that kind of stuff back and able to like modernize it and make it like fresh today so yeah he's just a fucking great wrestler yeah and I want him to hold the belt for 20 years <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, it, to me it shows like how smart I mean obviously he's smart but like uh, how smart he is to be like okay the, I'm gonna come back and everyone wants the Daniel Bryan the yes the greatest like, hits the gr- yeah and so and he's like but that's not what I want to give him like I want to work heel I want to do this character and you can tell how much fun he's having right uh-huh. now I, I want to yell like fickle mo- at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like most wrestlers have more fun being a heel. I mean, it'd be yeah. fun, yeah. Um, That's what Randy Orton always says. <laughs> God. Anyone like, got some Marlboros? It's fun being a heel. Can I shit into your bag? Can I shit your bag? Do you fucking Randy Orton, uh, yeah, bumming cigarettes off people like backstage? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, the, the, like I've heard there are stories of people like seeing him like sneak out like just the like back exit of arenas. And like bum cigarettes from security guards oh. during shows in <laughs> his <yeah>. gear. <laughs> um, the NXT, NXT boys came back. Yeah. Um, uh, Alistair Black got a good match. Yeah. Got a great match. Oh, it's also probably really cool for him because uh, he's married to Zelina Vega. Yeah. And so yeah. like his wife was there at ringside. Yeah. And that's also the first TMZ. Time he wasn't. They weren't married yet last time that he worked on Drade. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I thought that was cool because like that must be fun for like Zelina to be like I'm gonna boo the shit out of my husband. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the TMZ corner, Andrade and Charlotte are together. Oh yeah. What? Andrade's yeah. a handsome dude. He's, He's very a, handsome. Beautiful man. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that's going. I like, I like wrestling. Yeah. So fucking good. And I just pray that they do a fucking mask versus hair match with Ray at Mania. That's all I want yeah. in life. It'd be yeah. so fucking be good. Like, yeah, Ray can still go. Two goddamn Canadian destroyers on WWE TV. It's wild. <laughs> Even with his knee. <laughs> uh, DIY defeated the Bar. Yeah, it's cool. It was a match. I you always forget how good Cesaro is mm-hmm. because, like, especially since he's been in this team like for this long, it's just like you're like, oh yeah, it's the Bar. They're fine, but like. Mm-hmm. Cesaro is really fucking mm. good. Also, this match like simultaneously reminded me how giant both the guys in the bar are and how <laughs> yeah. tiny the yeah. guys in DIY are because yeah. the difference was so massive. Yeah, like Tommaso Ciampa looks so jacked on NXT. But then he is like half the size of yeah. Cesaro. Yeah, Cesaro's like 6'4". He's a big fucking... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Sheamus is like 6'5". That was another one of those matches where I was like, I bet Sheamus was like, fuck, I don't belong here. <laughs> Cesaro's like, my, my, the size of my nipples, the size of Tommaso's head. Because <laughs> so, Cesaro in the Indies, did, did he work with Gargano or like. Uh, I mean, he worked all over. Man. I'm he sure was, they like, worked the together. Honor, CZW, PWG. Yeah. Um, it was him and Chris Hero, King's Wrestling, a lot mm. of the time. I mean, so a lot of those guys probably parts. crossed paths before. Um, minus Sheamus, of course. Yeah. I mean, Sheamus even worked ICW before he came over, so. Uh, There's a chance. Gargano would have been kind of young at that yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm guessing probably get AIW. That's based out of Cleveland, where uh, Gargano's from. Mm. Tommaso was signed super early, and then was in Ring of Honor for a long time. So 
They probably they probably cross some paths. I mean, mm, yeah. Eugene's kind of where everybody like meets up. So yeah, um, uh, Ricochet and Eric Young had a match. Yeah, so Sammy I was dumping back up. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, Eric Young's a really good wrestler. Yeah, uh, you always forget about Eric Young and like sanity in general. Yeah, that that is a big bummer. That sanity's just been nowhere, especially dude. Because like Killian Dane, watching him do like the fucking like little guy stuff, being just a big guy, doing a coast to coast. Yeah, yeah, I like I mean, I like that stuff. So it's like, yeah, I hope sanity just shows up more. Yeah. Um, in upsetting news, Mandy Rose beat Oscar. Yeah, that's pretty upsetting. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> but I, I just don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> it, well, it yeah, I mean, are, are they just gonna? I but I get it where it's like it makes sense to to want to uh, to build up more stars, and Oscar is a really uh, you know prominent like figure. But it just seems like I don't I don't know if in their minds they know how much they're killing her, uh, or if they're just like, oh, everyone's just gonna keep loving Well, also, Lacey Evans just showing up randomly, too. Ugh. So that might be the fast lane like, match. I like these the yeah. She's cooking some fucking well-done steaks. Um, oh, I yeah. think I heard a doggo in there. Yeah, there's a woofer. Yeah. I got a dog shaking over here. Hell oh, yeah. I will discipline her thusly. Hang on. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. no I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We're a dog-loving I'm, podcast. No, my, my dogs are always... They're... they're Suspiciously quiet right now. Yeah, I've, been, I've been petting one of them pretty much the whole show. I don't even know where one of them is. Uh oh. Uh oh. She's fucking probably. <laughs> She's chilling. Um. But yeah, that was SmackDown. Yeah. Um. Should we talk about the thing that happened on NXT? Johnny Gargano lost. Oh yeah, the Velveteen Dream. To the Dream. Yeah, North American title. Yeah. Velveteen Dream now. It was a really fucking good match. Really? Uh, have you guys take uh, watched that match yet? No, I'm not. As I was saying before, Ed, I am. Uh, yeah, did not did not catch NXT yet, but yeah, it's pretty. I'm pretty uh, happy. It, pretty happy what I what I know about it though. That's that's fantastic news. Much yeah. much like uh, you're tra- um, distancing yourself from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I've distanced myself from the <laughs> product quite a bit. <laughs> 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 so are are you like primarily like Ring of Honor, like New Japan, like stuff like that? To be frank, I just uh, I watch a lot of live wrestling. I've seen Wrestle Kingdom two out of the last three years um, live. Oh shit! Um, I went and saw some big Japan shows. I try to go to a lot of APW shows. Um, I try to go to New Japan when it comes to Long Beach, and um, I watch a lot of WWE pay per views. Um, I particularly like watching them when my my brother's around. It's like kind of like a bonding thing we do. Um, the truth is, I work crazy hours nowadays, and I can't always um, get to all of the different. I mean, they put out like a lot twenty of hours of wrestling. <laughs> it's yeah. so tough, man. So, yeah. Like any, like after, a, like I love it all, but then collectively, like after a certain like a takeover weekend or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by Wednesday, it's like, dude, NXT is almost my favorite thing, but I just I can't do it. You know, like I want to watch a movie or play a video game or something. Like I just, I went, yeah. I went and saw. Wall <laughs> I went and saw NXT uh, War Games live. That was a lot of fun. Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah! yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. Honestly, dude, I, 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 I hardly have time to do. I do don't do a lot of things I used to enjoy doing. So I'm enjoying, <laughs> I'm enjoying listening to you guys break it down. But uh, I'm, I'm not always uh, up to date. Yeah. So uh, APW, were you at that that last show they just did? No, I wasn't at that one. Oh, okay, I was just wondering, just because like 
there's like Jungle Boy and Brian Alvarez. I think uh, Morrison, Jeff Cobb, people like that. I actually there. saw I actually saw one of Jungle Boy's first matches in uh, Gold Rush Pro, it's a small promotion in Pacifica, um, and he was in APW really early on too. I'm I'm a big Jungle Boy fan. It's interesting to see his hype grow. I was at that um, event where David Arquette got his neck cut. Um, oh, oh shit! shit. Yeah. Nick Gage. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was fucking wild, man. It was a really <laughs> weird thing to see happen live. And Jungle Boy was on that one. He had a great match. Oh, yeah, it's first off wild, like who he is. Like out of nowhere, you're like, oh, Luke Perry's son is wrestling. Jungle <laughs> Boy. It's like, what the fuck's going on? In life? The word, what? the word from my friend who was like helping run the event was that uh, Luke Perry like carried David Arquette out of there, like, which is really funny <laughs> to think about. How how fucking how uncomfortable was that? I mean, or was it? fun what was the energy like there because i was kind of wondering that when i saw the clip i was like if i saw david arquette get fucking shivved in the neck i'd be like should i leave i had a very the the the, the vibe when it happened was very like uh mixed and confused a lot of people just didn't quite understand what was happening but i had this really weird angle where i actually uh kind of the first time i saw it i saw him like turn and jerk his neck uh when the bulb cut him and i think i kind of like inferred what was going on and then when he went to like try to tackle gage like when he shot on him um i like interpreted as him shooting on him and i thought it was fucking hysterical and it was like my favorite match of all time i was like losing my shit Uh, it was crazy because up until that point he had really won the crowd over like uh people were chanting like deathmatch david and shit and like they were all really gung-ho on his side and then very weird ending there where he's like leaving and complaining and like yelling back at the ring being like i just wanted you to respect me all this like weird kind of dorky stuff <laughs> there's like a, I, I i love that he shot on gage though like that's my favorite part of everything that happened amazing dude this it's uh the fact that i was standing right there when it happened and i was literally like jumping up and down screaming i was like holy shit i'm a huge ready to rumble fan i'm like dude david arquette is shooting uh-huh, on yeah <laughs> And, like, Nick Gage is, a like, a legit, like, felon. Yeah. Like, he was in prison for robbing a bank. And David Arquette from fucking Eight-Legged Freaks is shooting. <laughs> when I, uh, so I was, like, really excited about it. And there was a documentary crew there filming for whatever David Arquette's doing. And they, uh, they interviewed me after the thing. So hopefully, God willing, oh, yeah. I make the cut. Oh, oh nice! Yeah. I was trying to like, be a... speak in like you know like really powerful short sentences, like just trying to do anything to get in there. <laughs> like speaking in sound bites. I'll, I'll share an like, IMDb credit with David Arquette. I'll do it like mm. I was like just throwing it out any way they wanted. I'm like, this is the greatest event of all time, or this is like the low point in David's career, like whatever narrative <laughs> they're going for. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Give him Give everything him so to work with. They, yeah. yeah, there's no way he's bouncing back from this. If anyone can bounce back exactly. from this, it's David Arquette. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> whatever. It hey, takes shut up the camera. Like, you guys want me to do this a different way? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, that's like going to be our uh, the next generation's beyond the mat. And you're going to be in yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> I, I I got to meet David Arquette at a Warrior Wrestling event at All In Weekend, and like I, he had his like his documentary crew there too, and like he was a super nice dude, but like he all like it was just like wild to see him like like dude, why are you wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I love it. It's great. The, re- the redemption storyline, man. He's got to prove that he was a real champion. It's really silly. Yeah, it's, that's really weird to think about. Like, he was he WCW was champion. champion. Yeah. I, yeah I, was, I was yelling, get him, Gordy, like, the whole time. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will rule yeah. you. Gordy, a.k.a. the law. 
Oh, there's a lot of cool stuff that's coming, especially like GCW. Like I love all the weird cards that they put together, and also um, a one of my one of my girlfriend's friends that I've met. His Mikey does Black Label Pro in Indiana. Uh huh. He's trying to get Devin Sawa to come and wrestle. Sick. What a fucking time, dude. Man, so all right, they got Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. They're getting Devin Sawa. Is JTT next? Okay, so. Is there going to be so. a triple threat with the Home Improvement Brothers? Just, just Tiger beat like like two thousand <laughs> match. Just, what was the what was the youngest Lawrence versus the Backstreet Boys? What was the youngest Lawrence match? brother? Andy Lawrence. Andy. Andy. Andy Joey, Lawrence? Matt, and Andy. Yeah. My friend's training at uh, GZW, and he was telling me about how Homicide's like the head trainer. Oh God. Yeah. How was how was how was that? Like, is, <laughs> did you just get the shit kicked out of him? Because like. I just remember watching a lot of Homicide, especially like in Ring of Honor and like the run that uh, the OGs did just an impact. And he just seems like he would like, well, his name's Homicide and like makes yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just jumping off the top rope and fucking knifing people in the forehead and shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I grew up on that shit, Homicide and ROH, the old DVDs. That's like was what I watched when I was a kid. My older brother got me into it. Um, like the CM Punk, Samoa Joe, uh, hour-long draws and shit. That was my stuff. Damn. Oh, hell yeah. And, like, seeing, like, Roderick Strong versus, like, Jerry Lynn. Like, when Roddy missed that dive and hit the the guardrail, just started bleeding everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Should we tell them love- the Isai Roderick Strong fun fact? Oh, sure. Uh, Isai is in a, a band from Boise, Idaho, <laughs> and they wrote a song for Roderick Strong. Oh, yeah. And then he got signed and couldn't use it. Yeah, it was like the highest and then lowest like two months <laughs> of my life. Because um, I know he loves Misery Signals. And the guitar player for Misery Signals lives in Boise. And he's one of my buddies. We watch football together. And he recorded my band. And I, on a whim, just on Twitter, I'm like, Hey, Roderick Strong, you like metalcore? Here's my band. We're metalcore as fuck. And, and he's like... And then he's like, oh, this is really sick. Like, send me a link of everything you guys have. So me and him were just, like, fucking messaging for a minute. And then I was like, hey, if you ever need somebody to write a new theme song for you, let me know. And I'll, like, we'll do it. And he's like, for real? So I spent, like, uh, like a couple weeks, wrote a song, went and recorded it with one of our buddies uh, in Salt Lake. And then he's like, this is awesome. Like, he's like, I'm... He's like, I'm right now kind of like re-signing and renegotiating contract and blah, blah, blah. So I got like, I was going to license this out to Ring of Honor. I was getting all the paperwork and shit done. And then he's like, hey, man, don't tell anybody this, but I'm signing with WWE. And so I'm not going <laughs> to wow. be able to use your song. Sorry, dude. I'm like, that's cool. Like, good for you, man. I'm just stoked for you. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's also crushing. My yeah. favorite part about that story is that Roderick Strong told you that he does like to get fucking yoked in the gym to your song. Oh, <laughs> We're on the playlist with Killswitch Engage. <laughs> that's awesome. It, that's, it, was, it, wasn't for, it wasn't for nothing. That's Yeah, see? That's great. <laughs> I think when I was younger, my band wrote a song about Roderick Strong and a song about Randy Couture, but we didn't record either of them. <laughs> okay, I, I'm very curious about the song about Randy Couture. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think we just thought that he was like just like super tough, like American hero, like the real Hulk Hogan, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. He, um, yeah, he lives in like like Oregon. Was a high school wrestling coach, and my dad was a high school wrestling coach in Oregon. So they had a weird like friendship. Weird. Oh, weird. Yeah. Just a high school dad wrestling coach feud. Yeah. <laughs> 
But that's a weird person to write a song about. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, mean, I we wrote a song about Chuck Liddell once. I guess. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's wrap this baby up. Yeah. Uh. Do you guys got anything you want to plug? Well. We got our uh, the Hard Times uh, podcast network started up. We talked about what Matt is doing with Bill Conway, uh, doing the Hard Times podcast. Me and uh, Jeremy Kaplowitz are over on the hard drive side of the fence doing our video game uh, nerdy stuff. We have our podcast is called the Super Mario Bros. Super Show Show. I don't know if you guys are you guys, <laughs> are you guys fans of the Super Mario Bros. Super Show starring Captain Lou Albano. Oh yeah, yeah. I, so, I've definitely seen it. Um, it's, it's amazing. We're doing one episode per show and it's all like, it's all on Netflix. It's also just all on YouTube and everything too. So, oh, hell yeah. uh, check it out. Each, each one of our episodes just syncs up with whatever one we just watched. And it's great because, uh, for those that might not know, it's this, uh, it's like this 30 year old, you know, total Saturday morning cash in on Nintendo show. It's a, it's an amazing show because it just blends together. Like everything that was popular, like obviously Mario brothers, but there's these live action segments that feel yeah. like Pee Wee's Playhouse with like zero budget. <laughs> and, <laughs> And, like, the cartoons themselves, because then it's, like, a live-action thing, and they throw to a Mario cartoon, and there's always a cliffhanger, and then they come back to the live-action. And then it's just very, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, they literally, uh, they summon pasta power. You're like, oh, that's how they get their strength. Not the stars or the flowers from the video games, but because pasta. The, Ninja, the Ninja Turtles were eating pizza so much. They're like, oh, Italians, they do. They literally play patty cake and summon what they call pasta power. Uh, it's <laughs> all, of, all of which is discussed at great, le- great length at our professional broadcast that we're doing. Uh, <laughs> But the, one of the really fun things that you guys would appreciate, and all the listeners might appreciate, and I didn't really—I knew the show just kind of vaguely, you know, that it existed. But most of the live-action things have uh, guest star cameos, and it would appear that Lou Albano did a lot of the legwork in locking down these cameos because a lot of wrestlers pop up. So if you've oh, ever wanted yeah. to see Sergeant Slaughter come hang out with Mario and Luigi, then if I got the show for you, oh, I, oh, I sure yeah. do. My fan yeah. fiction is coming true finally. <laughs> oh, it's fucking, it's just great. I just love watching all these worlds mix up, and, and yeah, yeah. So that's what we're up to, uh, and then uh, yeah, just uh, hard times and, and hard drive in general. If you just check out the hardtimes.net and uh, any any anything going on in there, I we, we stand behind. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Mark uh, plugged it all perfectly. Uh, yeah. But when, when this podcast goes up, please make sure to uh, let me know so that we can help spread it and stay in touch yeah. and talk about wrestling. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. It should be tomorrow or Saturday. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys um, for, uh, for having us. This was a hoot. Yeah, yeah no. Oh, it was, thank you. It's been an absolute blast. I love talking about wrestling with anybody that will listen to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. No, and we're, of course. And we're, yeah. yeah, we're, we're huge fans of your guys' site. It's just awesome. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. No, yeah. no, no worries. Um, yeah, you can follow me on the internet at Ostercoaster on Twitter, at Blue Gazi on Instagram. Uh, oh wait, it's Blue Ostercoat with a Colt with a V. I changed it. Um, buy our merch at bit.ly slash Boys merch. Yeah, uh, I'm at Matt underscore on underscore drums on Instagram. Uh, check out my dog at Zeno Paparino on Instagram. Uh, come see this podcast at Tree Fort uh, Story Fort. Festival on m- Friday, March twenty second. We're doing a live show. Live show. We've never done that before. So fucking see what that's all about. It's the reason I bought the Bret Hart glasses. <laughs> if you're gonna be at Tree Fort that Wednesday night uh, at twelve thirty, uh, one of my bands, uh, Bright Old Giant, is gonna be playing at Tom Graney's basement. Uh, Sunday night, Urban Outfielders is gonna be playing Tom Graney's upstairs, also at twelve thirty midnight, and that'll be my last show. With Urban Outfielders. Ooh, that's so exclusive. We're going to be fucking leaving it all in the field, baby. 
Baseball cool. punk rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, for information on our tree fort site, go to bit.ly slash fortboys, because I'm addicted <laughs> to bit.ly links. Um, follow me at kfabedad on Twitter and at mychemicaldadpants on Instagram. Great name. Follow us at genuinewrestleboys on uh, Instagram and at wrestleboyscast on Twitter. And I'm at DuckShirt on social media, and then go to bit.ly slash suckyourown, and it's an audible trial. Get a goddamn book. <laughs> Read a book. Read a book from audibletrial.com. Because Braun is sad. I'll get beat up by all my friends. <laughs> um, well, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thanks again to Matt and Mark for coming on the show. And uh, WrestleBoys316 says... Podcast has more hosts than listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. And we all had hard times together. I admit I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair. The world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm gonna reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body.